Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and get started. All right. Brett, how you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm mean, good. What have you been doing this last week? Uh, school stuff, all kinds of stuff. I uh, I swam for the first time this summer. Not a big swimmer. Really? Not something that runs in my family, but uh, I got in the water. And today we went to a lake. It's a big deal here. I don't know if that's big. Well, yeah, he's in Utah. Everyone posts their videos of uh, wakeboarding in that one lake that's surrounded by rocks. I don't know what it's called, but everyone has a picture at it. So behind well, the boat. I don't have a picture at it. So. Oh, okay. Never mind that. <laughs> I was never but one like, of those guys with a boat. You know, I wasn't. I was like rich enough to have a TV, but not rich enough to have a boat. You know. Yeah, I feel like the actually the the boat like population in Utah. I feel like is kind of high. I feel like people have for such a landlocked state. I feel like a lot of people in Utah have boats. Is that true? Yeah, I would say it's disproportionately large. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, like it's it there shouldn't be as much as there are. I've only I feel like I've only ever seen pictures at that one lake. Well, is that like Powell? Is that what it Probably. is? Probably. Probably like Powell. I feel like that's the only pictures I ever see of anyone on the water, of anyone from Utah. Yeah. It's always like behind the boat in Lake Powell. But, man. <sighs> okay. But the, the, lake, the lake is a big deal here in, in Wisconsin. That's like a big summer thing. You always go to the lake. Everyone has a lake by them. You go to the what lake. lake is it? Uh, there's, I don't know. There's lakes all over the place. I mean, we have obviously Lake Michigan right here close to me. And then the north of us, Lake Superior, the Great Lakes. But you don't really like go in those. I mean, you can if you have like a really nice boat, but I'm can not. Can you swim like, in Lake Superior? Uh, yeah, you can swim in either one. Lake Superior is cold. It's the far most northern one. It's like the one between us and Canada. But you can, and I feel like I have before. And you can also swim in Lake Michigan, but you probably come out with like a third arm. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of gross. I mean, actually, if you go far enough north, it's not bad. But basically, like on the bottom of Lake Michigan, you have Milwaukee. And then even south of that is Chicago at the very end of Lake Michigan. So you get kind of like all of our sludge kind of just flows down to mix with their sludge. And then it just kind of sits there at the bottom. And then it's it's like and yeah, it's just kind of gross. It's like green and disgusting. <laughs> that's really gross. That's yeah. how Utah. That's how Utah Lake is. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely just filthy, disgusting. <laughs> man, oh man. Okay. It... Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I say, is that the one? That one's like it's like in the middle of like the whole valley i guess everything in was i feel like everything in utah is like in that one valley and then st george at the bottom is that true yeah well salt lake valley but utah lake is gross because that's where um like rio tinto dumped all of their mine rio tinto is a mining company and that's where they like put all their industrial waste when they were building the copper mine so oh that's fun yeah that's awesome I want to go in now. 
Sorry, we're probably boring the listeners with talking about the geography of two well, random states. There's no listeners right now. <laughs> the future listeners, hopefully, right, everyone? It is. Yeah, right. Every, it is eleven eleven. So. Oh. Wow. There. Yeah, so that's true. I've been looking over um, Trump tweets, <laughs> but. My probably my favorite one is all caps. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you, the all caps aren't necessarily necessary there, Don. But I yeah. love the enthusiasm. You gotta love Christmas. Another one is uh, I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true though. And why? Why is it? Everyone loves that. That's big in Utah too, right? Diet Coke. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Diet Coke. I mean, I mean, I feel like it's it's big with everyone between the ages of thirty five and a hundred, I guess, and up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Women, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, that's sexist. I, yeah, that's a hate fact. Women love Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you have any uh do you have any jokes? Uh I was just at the lake and I was thinking about I was just saying there's two kinds of people. There's people that go to lakes and there's people that go that who's are invited by their friends to go to a lake. I had oh I ruined it. I had it like it made more sense when I said it in my head, but I don't know. Never mind. I ruined it. I dropped the ball on that one. But in Wisconsin everyone everyone like either goes to a lake and it, like is rich enough to like live on a lake or have know someone with a boat on a lake or you're or you're like poor and you're invited by someone else to go to their lake or you go to yeah. Milwaukee you grow up in Milwaukee and you just don't do anything all summer I guess <laughs> never mind that that turned out horribly I was in my head I was like yeah that is kind of true and then I was like you don't know never mind that's so, a very I, that's a very specific group of people that you're making jokes to <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, not... there's two types of people in this world: those that go to lakes and those that are invited to lakes. You See, need, you need to, better. you need to convince me a little bit more of like, okay, why are there two people? Like, what what makes those two different groups of people so different? Yeah, she's yeah. See, never mind. I should I should just never see. And that's something. Ninety percent of comedy, I feel, like, isn't a delivery. And I ruined my original premise. Wasn't even that developed and then i tried delivering it and it was horrible so that was a, yeah. a mess what do you got <laughs> can you still hear me yeah i can hear you can you hear me yeah i'm not in the app maybe this is the way to go yeah this is kind of cool i know that's why that's why i asked before because now i can go to my lists okay um let's see here Man, I should have come better prepared. Oh, uh, did I tell you my vaccination joke? No, I don't think so. It's not really a joke. So um, I got vaccinated and I got the Johnson and Johnson partly because I'm a rebel. There you and, go. And the other part is because it's the only brand I recognize and I am brand loyal. nice <laughs> isn't that true though like i know what pfizer is but then there's that other one that like nobody's ever heard of like moderna 
But yeah, even like, Pfizer, are, like, I don't know. Have you ever heard of them? I, like, what have they done before? I mean, it's kind of, I feel like you've seen the name maybe, but I, I like, not you specifically, but me at least. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'd heard of Pfizer maybe, but like, what do they do besides, I guess, lobby politicians for the FDA approval? I don't know. <laughs> That's what they do. And you know what? Um, I would go ahead. No, 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 no. You continue. I liked where you were going. I just, I, w- I would trust Johnson Johnson if they can make a baby shampoo that doesn't make you cry. I feel like they should be able to make a vaccine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, here's another one. Let's see. Yeah, I really hate it when like. You know those people that just randomly in public break out into British accents? Oh, yeah. Like you're at like, you know, like Chick-fil-A and just like you're with somebody in public and they just start talking in a British accent. <laughs> like yeah. those people should be incarcerated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an okay joke. That's more of a statement, really. <laughs> I was just, I just didn't have anything out of there. I just agreed with it. It was a, a uh, situation that I, I guess I found myself in, but I've never really processed. I feel like I feel like the jokes are getting a little worse these days. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Probably, just a little pro- bit. Problem is most of like mine, besides that horrible thing I said about the like, I feel like are things I, I like, you know what I don't get? And then I just say what I don't get. And in my brain, I'm like, that's kind of funny. And then when I say it, I'm just like, I just sound like I'm just complaining. I yeah. Sound negative. That's fine. <laughs> so I, let's get let's get back to something more interesting like Trump tweets, because I was I was looking at them. Okay. It's it's gonna and be was, really hard to beat nipples protruding. That's yeah, that's well, for I'm, me the dick. I've actually been very shocked about how many times he I don't know if he posted, but somebody on his account posted in another language. What did they what language? Do you know? Um this one looks one like looks like noodles. This one looks like Korean, and then he did one in Arabic. Oh. Okay. And then he's tweeted "Make America Great Again" like several hundred times. He always refers to Hillary Clinton as "crooked Hillary." Like in a single day, he'll tweet like thirty things. That's why we love them—the most transparent president, right? But then sometimes he has like really good ones like peaceful protests are a hallmark of our democracy. Even if I don't always agree, I recognize the rights of people to express their views. It's like, wow, like how did that not make the news? <laughs> yeah. And then he'll, he'll re- the range. Yeah, he'll retweet himself. <laughs> but he knows how good he is, you know? Yeah, or he'll just like law and order all caps. <laughs> Sorry, he's making he's making a declaration. And then the next day he retweeted it. 
you know what? I, you know what I like this. This one it says, "I met and talked to foreign governments." In quotes, like he's like suspicious of them. <laughs> I meet and talk to foreign governments every day. I just met with the Queen of England. Blah blah blah. He goes on this thing, but then and then he says, "President of France and President Poland." We talked about everything in quotes. <laughs> like what? Like what do you mean everything? Yeah, like he's every like suspiciously like was someone claiming that he doesn't talk about everything or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Foreign governments, he says, like in quotes. Like, are they yeah, not for? Yeah, that's he just. Oh, this one just says China, all caps. <laughs> China. <laughs> oh man. Um I won the election. He tweeted that out several times. The United yep. States loves Italy. That's true, I suppose. You can't argue with that. <laughs> this is interesting. Why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never call him short and fat? Oh, well, <laughs> I try so hard to be his friend, and maybe someday that will happen. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I I love, like, <laughs> I kind of like that, like, weirdly, like, honest and transparent like foreign policy being being conducted on like twitter <laughs> yeah like to instead of wars they'll just be twitter battles in the future <laughs> and the world would be a better place for it let's see here sorry to all the listeners all the listener we're just there's just so many tweets that we're going through them they're trying to cull them all. Like, let's see here. This one says, "My son Donald is doing very well. Thank you." Okay. Thank you. <laughs> some of them it's weird because some of them I feel like are very contextual. Yes. Sometimes like you have to you know think, what's happening. Yeah. But then other ones, you're like, oh, I bet there's something behind this. And then you look it up and it's, no, he just said that just out of the blue. Just randomly. He just wanted to say that. <laughs> Tariffs are the greatest. Wait, what did he say? The Tariffs are the greatest. All caps? No, these surprisingly no. These are normal caps, lower caps. Okay, here's one. North Korean leader Kim Jong Un just stated that the nuclear button button capitalized is on his <laughs> desk at all times. Will someone from his depleted and food-starved regime please inform him that I too have a nuclear button? but it is much bigger and more powerful than his. And my button works. <laughs> yeah. I love the subtext to all, like, 
I feel like that one had layers. Yeah, like it's like he was like, again, he was like making us a a, a a an iron fist statement, but like over Twitter. So it just like it, it it's like cute. It's like when a little kid threatens you. Yeah, I like this one. It said, "I would like to extend my best wishes to all, even the haters and losers, on this special date, <laughs> September 11th." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta insult his haters and losers. I love Even. how he chose 9-11 to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> okay. And then there's the there's the ever ever popular despite the constant negative press Kavefe. <laughs> <laughs> like you like misspelled something or like fell asleep on the keyboard or there were conspiracy theories about that one though people like if you look it up people are saying that Kavefe was like some code uh, word that like a nuclear code yeah yeah I'm gonna say falling asleep on the keyboard is probably more on his phone you know um, what it was he was on his phone on the toilet and he fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> that's where I do my best phone looking at that's on the toilet, you know? Honestly, you know, here's here's a funny joke. You know you've <laughs> been on the toilet too long when your legs start to fall asleep. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah, like that's when I'm like, all right, time to get back to work. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, they've officially been here too long. <laughs> like 30 not minutes the... later. Yeah, <laughs> this is not what uh, modern man has evolved for. This is not what I should be doing with my life. Okay. He says fake news a lot. Just that. Fake news. No link, no nothing. <laughs> fake news. Or he honestly has posted Make America Great Again like 300 times. 96% <laughs> approval rating in the Republican Party. Thank you. Thank you. Space Force, period. Vote, exclamation mark. All in all caps. <laughs> That's it. Was he telling Space Force to vote? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, he's giving, he's like, he eats, oh, it's a multiple tweets. I guess each one is a reason that you should vote for him. But it says, Space Force, vote. Massive regulation cuts. Vote. Oh, all this on all save, caps. save our Second Amendment. Vote. And then he also uh, tweeted, save your Second Amendment. So, Save your... Oh. 401k. Vote. <laughs> it's not even like saying like your 401k is going to be strong or anything. But it exists. Just, it exists, so vote for me. <laughs> okay. Um, is he still? Is it? Is his account still suspended or whatever? Yeah, I think Facebook just said that his account will be suspended for two years. What the two? That's such an arbitrary number. Yeah, I know. We need more okay. gold. For this. Go ahead. What was that again? 
we need more. We need like this is gold. We need more. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking up best Trump insults. This one says, "I am a tariff man." When people, when people are or countries come and raid the great wealth of our nation, I want them to pay for the privilege of doing so. It'll always be the best way to max out our economic power. We are right now taking, uh, taking in billions in tariffs. Make America rich again. I like how he starts it. I'm a tariff man. Let's see here. Um. The Hill, Trump's most notable insults. Like listen real quick. Lowest lowest rated Oscars in history. Problem is we don't have stars anymore. Except your president. Just kidding, of course. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I just got an ad on the computer. Oh. Okay. So it was being really loud. I didn't even I hear it. it. I hate it when like websites have those ads at the very bottom that just start playing and you can't find it. Oh, is there any more? Is there a fast reason for me to like hate your website than that? Mm. Or, but you know what website doesn't have advertisements on it? Which one is that? Bigelowsbungalow.com, where you can get all of your merch for 20% off by using the code Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Did you partner with Facebook for that? No, I just made a coupon code. <laughs> they they didn't answer your email about spot, like partnering with Facebook? You know, with, with, with the amount of data that all of those big tech companies steal, it's as if we were partnering with them in a way. I'd say so. Unknowingly, really. Really, they partnered with me. Oh yeah. They know me. They probably have my DNA. They know everything about me. (laughs) They know more about me than I know. Honestly, yes. (laughs) They probably I've heard they can probably tell like or not probably I've heard that they can tell like Sometimes, like, your emotions and stuff, like, when you're hungry, because by, like, your search patterns and whatever, I don't know. Like, the things you do at certain times and stuff is, like, crazy. You know what we were supposed to do in this episode? What's that? Talk about the Fed. Oh, yes. The Fed. Do you want to get into that? Sure. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, here, let me pull up uh, a website. The Federal Uh-oh. Reserve. Let's move on from these Trump tweets. I can feel people pulling back. Yes. It's probably gone on. People probably get the point at this point. Okay. I'll uh, read the first paragraph of the Wikipedia um, page for the Federal Reserve, and then uh, we'll start talking. I'm going to rely heavily on you for this because we, and I just for all the listeners, don't get any of your information from us. <laughs> we're just, we're just two dudes talking. <laughs> Amen. So 
The Federal Reserve System, also known as the Federal Reserve, or simply uh, Satan's Army, uh, is the central banking system of the United States of America. It was created on December 23rd, 1913, with the enactment of the Federal Reserve Act, after a series of financial panics uh, led to the desire for central control of the monetary system in order to alleviate financial crises. Over the years, events such as the Great Depression and the Great Recession have led to the expansion of the roles and responsibilities of the Federal Reserve System. So my question is, is if the Federal Reserve is supposed to help us avoid, you know, depressions and recessions, why have we had more? I feel like the amount of recessions that we have, like, is cyclical now. And I don't feel, I feel like it's never been that way. Yes, in fact, they call it the business cycle. And, uh... It is. I was about to say. I was like, "Isn't that cool that they like instituted a a system in order to prevent financial crises, and then they just stopped?" That was kind of cool. Yeah, and also <laughs> like, it's so funny how you can you know you because the, the Federal Reserve is definitely not connected to any one of those great recessions or depressions, like. You can't trace it back to them at all, you know? <laughs> and if oh, you can't God. understand uh, sarcasm, yes, you can trace every single financial collapse to the Federal Reserve and the policy it makes. At least that's what I heard in a podcast one time. <laughs> and, it, and it feels like it's true, so I'm going to say it's true. I, I will say I am... Um... At right now, taking intermediate macroeconomics, and the Fed is is a big part of the study of macroeconomics, considering they basically control the economy. Um, and so it's kind of it's it's quite the division between academics who accept and like love the Fed or whatever think that it's necessary to some extent, and then the and then those that don't. So there, there's probably there's like a way, like, I don't know, definitely some haters of, of like people that hate the Fed. I guess they would be considered lovers of the Fed, I guess. <laughs> but uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird the way that people, especially like in the textbook and stuff, they it's kind of just like has to be there kind of a thing. It's just kind of a given. And then it like. Everything that they try to, like we were saying, like try to prevent just kind of happens anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of so, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not a big fan of the Fed at all, obviously. I just don't understand how they decide to set rates. That just never made any sense to me, you know, where they're like, we're going to set rates. And that's like, okay, well, like, how do you do that? Like, what's your, there, uh, like, I what's, what, what is your system here? Because right now I feel like rates should be going up, but they're artificially keeping them low, which doesn't make any sense. Like, what's their system here? Do we know? 
I, I guess there's like ways, like without getting too far into it, from what I understand, like, like I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time, but I guess like you can, if you know how much like output you want out of the economy, it's kind of dependent on like investment is one of the factors and investment is depending on dependent on the, the rate, the, of, of what you, uh, the interest rates. And so they just kind of decide how much they want. And then they kind of just work backwards to figure out what the rate should be. Unfortunately, they have it at zero and they can't really afford to raise it at all. And it's going to be stuck at zero for a while. And it has been for a while because they kind of like have built an economy now on an interest rates and like a national interest rate of zero. And so if they try to even move it now, the economy is going to have to like get worse before it can get better. Again. <laughs> so they've kind of like painted themselves into a corner as far from what I, from what I understand. And it's really like, I think it is kind of arbitrary, like the, the rate, not that it's, arbitrary but like basically like lower is better under certain circumstances and like depending on what you're trying to do i guess it's kind of complicated but you're right it is kind of arbitrary i guess i'm like saying a lot of things i'm not like saying anything at the same time (laughs) no it makes i it makes yeah i said a lot of words but they didn't mean anything (laughs) no um I remember Donald Trump during his presidency was like, oh, we should make the interest, we should make negative interest rates. And I was like, wait, what? You can do that? Like, yeah. I thought it only went one way. Now, apparently, if you put your money in the bank, you also have to pay them or something. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you don't earn interest on anything at that point. Like, you have to, like, give them money to do that i guess well i know that like if interest rates are high it's better to do like equity financing right and if interest rates are low it's better to do debt financing is that right does that sound right at all that sounds right the thing i love how we have no idea what we're talking about but we're definitely gonna keep talking about this we just keep like dancing around like like surety and anything yeah <laughs> yeah like i yeah like if if rates are higher you it's better for bar or like lenders and if it's lower then it's better for borrowers so well, it's always better for lenders like it's everything is lenders are going to make their money no matter what true Unless there's inflation and then your money comes back being worth less. Yeah, that's true. Which inflation is always going to happen. Yeah. Well, they, because the Fed tries to hold inflation to like 2% or something. And then they. But how, they, how do you do that? Like, what does that even mean? You hold inflation to 2%. <laughs> you just monkey with the amount of dollars in the economy. Until there's only two percent more dollars than there were before. <laughs> okay, something. but what does that even mean? Like <laughs> physical dollars? Like honestly, I don't carry cash. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's all it's all numbers. It's all digital now. Basically, well, the dollar is a cryptocurrency. Yeah, like the, nobody's uh, nobody's sending each other dollars in the mail. There is a, a weird. Well, there is something called M one, which is money deposits or whatever. Basically, when you look at the all the money in the economy, it, it's either M one or M two, and M two includes M one, but you can have just M one. And M one is cash, and and then like, uh, deposit, like checking accounts, I guess, because like. I guess that you can quickly turn it into cash. It's that kind of money or something. And then M2 is like bonds and things that aren't ever going to become real cash anytime soon, I guess. I don't know. Digital currency is M1. Uh, Well, I guess depends on where you put it. Maybe, maybe that's like a different thing than (laughs) here. I do know there was a famous part, you know, Ron Paul, right? Yeah. So he was, on the Congressional Monetary Committee or something or other. Anyway, he was questioning the the chairman of the Fed, at, and I believe it was Greenspan at the time. And he asked, he was like, so, and if you keep printing money, blah, blah, blah. And it, the, something about, like, someone said, like, something about printing money. And and he's like, and you guys are, so you guys haven't printed money is what you're saying. Like, Ron Paul's asking Greenspan, the chairman of the Fed. He says, no, we're not printing. We haven't printed any money. No printing money. And then he's like, oh, okay, uh, I don't believe that, but okay, whatever. And then it <laughs> it turns out later he, he was just saying, like, he was basically lying and saying that, like, we weren't, we're not physically printing money. We're, like, just digitally just typing it into the computer. That's, like, all we're doing. <laughs> like, like, that's, like, he was, they were, like, printing money, but he was just, like, getting around it by saying, like, well, we're not literally printing money. Well, technically, he wasn't. So, yeah. what does that even mean, then? Like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> how how does the government inject the economy with digital money? From what I understand, what they do is you they'll go to like big banks, and then they'll say like, "Here, do you want to buy a bond?" and then you buy the bond by giving them your money and then you have a bond and then now there's less money in the economy or vice versa. They will buy the bonds back and give you money. And now there's money and more money in the economy. And then they're just holding on to bonds and bonds uh, at some point have can be turned in for money, but I don't know. We don't really talk about that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know like but then again now that you now that I'm saying that out loud how does that are the bonds worth more now like now if you want to put more money in the economy do you have to like I will buy like the Fed has to say to like big banks be like I will buy that bond for like a million dollars even though they already sold it at like five hundred thousand dollars like is that now like is there twice as much now than when you put it in before or something yeah because like what does buying a bond actually do and like do they transfer it cash my whole thing is like listen like okay let's take dollars out of the economy but like most of the dollars i feel like are not printed is it just like a big wire transfer to to banks and by the way you know what's crazy they don't actually set the 
the interest rate. They do that all basically they have some other powers, but basically all they actually do because they know if they if like the economy is just one big bubble. So if they do anything too crazy, like it just comes crashing down. So really all they actually do is buy and sell those bonds and and by the amount that they buy and sell affects the interest rate in the way that they want it to. So if they want the interest rate to come down, and I guess there's like math that goes with this, they'll like, I don't remember which, like sell or buy, but they'll just like pump a bunch of like money into the economy until the interest rate comes down. Or if they want it so to probably, go up, they'll, they'll like, probably sell bonds, like they buy bonds back to do that. Or they pay out on bonds. Probably. I should probably know this <laughs> considering from like, I'm taking macroeconomics, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, but ba- basically they just like either suck enough money out of the economy or pump enough money into the economy to kind of force the interest rate to be whatever they want it to be. See, that's, that, that just doesn't, that sounds like, like <laughs> racketeering. Is that the right crime? Uh, what is racketeering? I actually don't know racketeering. I think of tennis every time I hear it. But that's how they get mobsters, right? Let's see here. Racketeering is... A genre. Oh, yeah, yeah no, right. I'm literally looking at the same definition. To set really? up a coercive, fraudulent, and otherwise illegal scheme to repeatedly or consistently collect money or other profit. Hmm. So well, is the Fed go. just like a big racketeering firm? I suppose. You know what's crazy about the Fed, and they don't really like publicize this, but it's not actually like a federal organization, but it is. No, it's a private organization, yeah. Yeah, like basically if you want to have a bank in the United States – you have to buy a share of the Fed. So the share, the the Fed has shareholders, and they're all the big banks. I mean, I'm sure like small banks or whatever have like a share or something, but the majority of it. I mean, they don't technically publicize who the like shareholders are, but basically, if you want to be a bank, you have to buy into the Fed to some extent. And so, the bigger your bank That's is. Sketchy. Isn't that weird? All the the shareholders of the Fed are banks. And so you can probably guess that the big banks like JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs, whatever, are all those are all the biggest shareholders of the Fed. Wasn't that weird? So there's no competition in banking is what you're saying. I guess they compete with each other, but like But do they actually? I don't know if all the interest rates are just being controlled by the essentially like i guess they like they can't really offer like better rates necessarily wait a second, i mean wait a second wait a second so the feds shareholders of the big banks and but taxpayers fund the federal reserve uh i suppose we like the president picks who's who the chairman of the fed is and I think the 
the other governors, they call them, of the Fed, I believe, are also, you know, appointed. I don't think they're... So I, like, I guess they get a government check. Like, I think all the people there, like, yeah, I think comes from ta- taxes, I would think. Wait a second. Um... Are you Googling it? Where does the Federal Reserve get the money to fund its operations? First, you should know... Oh, go ahead. I want to say that process of buying and selling bonds is considered... I think it's called open market operations, and that's what they do. Let's see here. The Federal Reserve system income is derived primarily from interest earned on U.S. government securities that the Federal Reserve has acquired through open market operations. Additionally, income from fees for provisions of priced services to depository institutions. Okay, so the fees we pay at banks fund the Fed. Really? Is that what they're saying? Income amounting of $28 billion, uh, wait, no, $901 million from fees from institutions. Wait, so they're mostly funded oh. through securities. But I think if you want to be a bank, you must have to pay into the Fed like some amount every year. Is that what they're saying as far as like fees? I have no idea. Wait, wait, wait. So the operating income is about thirty billion, but the operating expenses is only two billion. Oh. So there's twenty eight billion sloshing around somewhere that someone gets, <laughs> I guess. The That's total net thing. income is twenty three billion. What? <laughs> and I know that they're not using that $28 billion for open market operations because they just signed that freaking, well, two of them now, I guess, like like coronavirus bills or whatever, where they were, they were $1 trillion each. And oh, that's wait. all money. $21 just- billion of it goes to the treasury. For what? I don't know. It just says it goes to the treasury. <laughs> this just made me more confused. Wait, now, so let's I... go back. Why why does why is there a two percent inflation every year? That doesn't make any sense. Like how is it inflating? What's causing it to inflate two percent every year? Inflation means prices rise and so or yeah and so prices can either rise because now there's more money in the economy so like all right we just gotta like up our prices in order to like stay proportional but why is there more money in the economy well if you print more money i guess (laughs) or digitally digitize it into the economy otherwise if prices are going up I don't know why, but 
like 2% inflation, I guess, is considered like a healthy amount of inflation for some reason. I don't know why, though, if I'm being honest. It sounds kind of arbitrary to me. But if you give like more than that, that's when you start getting into like Zimbabwe, like, and like, what do they call that? Rymar Republic, Germany, or whatever, where people are paying for like a, a loaf of bread with a barrel full of money. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Key takeaways. Inflation is a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in an economy. Inflation Mm -hmm. can occur when prices rise due to increases in production costs, such as raw materials and wages. A surge in demand for products and services can cause inflation as consumers are willing to pay more for them. Uh, and companies reap the rewards of inflations if they can charge more for their products as a result of high demand for their goods. So what what should be happening is inflation should be going up and down, right? Because some products will lose demand and other products will gain demand, right? So shouldn't it be equal? Shouldn't there be like an equilibrium? Well, there's always an equilibrium. In economics, there's always where the two lines cross. But I don't know what that, uh, as far as like inflation, what that has to do with. uh... That's a good question. (laughs) I guess prices rise. The thing with, I guess, like demand goes up. But you can have demand go up without other things like if if I'm not now, hopefully my professor isn't listening and then like crucifies me for not knowing this. But if I'm not mistaken, population and technology and things like that can make demand. No, sorry. Technology makes production go up. But a population can make demand go up without demand for other things falling. If like you have more people just coming into your economy, I guess. But then like supply also rises with that to fill that need i guess and so now your economy's growing i guess that doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> it's i don't yeah it's it, yeah, it's it's something for sure. But how does like the Federal Reserve control that? Inflation? Does it at all? Does it does it have its finger in controlling that? Well, I mean, yeah, because they well they they're in charge of how much money is like printed and unprinted, <laughs> destroyed or taken out of the economy or whatever. So they. Like, the more dollars in your economy, like, the higher inflation is going to be. And so they can, if they want inflation to go down, they just take out money from the economy. If they want it to go up, they just... You know what we need to do? Or they can, I guess. This is what we need to do. We need to find an economist, like a professor of yours, to join us on the podcast and just try to actually give us some answers. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We find someone that we can just ask all of our fed questions to. You should, you should email your professor. 
ask him? Yeah, it'd be like, hey, well, is he pro Fed or anti Fed? Um, he's very he's pro. Uh, that's a good question. He kind of just teach. He's very pro material of the course. <laughs> so, what does that even mean? Just whatever like concept we're trying to learn in class. That's that's what he believes in. I don't okay. know. <laughs> he, he, I so don't if, if he, you were to like very expressive, honestly. I don't know what his like personal views are. So if he were to like start teaching communism, he would hand out pitchforks. Yeah, <laughs> he actually got my professor and I got his degree in economics and political economics from Harvard, and they and he had a communist, no, a, a Marxist professor, Marxist economist professor, which basically just means from what he, from what he said, just means he's an expert in Marxist ideology, like a Marxist economics, I guess. Why? Not that, Why would you want to learn that? I, well, I mean, it is, it did like destroy several countries. So someone's probably got to know what it is so we can avoid it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't like that particularly very much. <laughs> that we have like people wasting their time doing that. Or we could just get really, really good at capitalism. There you go. I did. I did say. I did see someone say that they had like you know people say like that's not like when you say like, and it's a lot of likes right now. But when people say, when you say about socialism, when you say, well, look at these countries, like they're obviously all falling apart and they all suck. They was like, well, that's not real communism. That's not real socialism. And someone like someone said like recently. They were like, well, what makes you think we have, like, real capitalism right now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. No, that's exactly what I said. Like, I don't know. I I just, hold on. I'm logging into something. I'm going to see if I can get an economist. Email your professor for sure and get him on here. But I I don't think we have real capitalism right now in America. Like, our economy has so many subsidies. Like, we're subsidizing pork. We're subsidizing <laughs> corn. Like, yeah. here's the sad fact. If if demand for corn and pork goes down, that means nobody wants corn or pork. Just let it go. Let it, let it die. Those ranchers and farmers need to get with the times and start growing things that people want. There you go. Like candy or, you know, Starburst. I don't know. I don't know what you can grow. I've never worked on a farm. <laughs> the, you want to hear a, a quote from one of the Fed, like the Fed system. This, is, this comes from the Boston Fed. So the Fed has like the Fed in D.C., which is like the Board of Governors. And then there's like, yeah, like regional Fed banks or whatever. And here's a, here's a quote from one of them that doesn't you can't find it anymore. Like on their official, this was in one of their official uh, like literatures or whatever. But you can't mm-hmm. find it anymore. But people saved it, and uh, and this is what it says. This is from the Fed. 
It says, when you or I write a check, there must be sufficient funds in our account to cover the check. But when the Federal Reserve writes a check, there is no bank deposit on which that, that check is drawn. When the Federal Reserve writes a check, it is creating money. Isn't that crazy? Like they're Wait, just saying what? It's <laughs> creating money. That's not right. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah, so when they want they just whenever that you hear about them the Fed like doing anything like like buying bonds or whatever, it's just them creating money they write they literally write a check and then it's just new money like that money isn't anywhere already like when you cash the check you're just cashing it and that's money just being created that i don't like that nobody should have no one organization should have the ability to do that (laughs) yeah it's yeah. It's out of control. It's weird though. Right. I feel like even even like kind of liberty minded econ professors, at least in my experience, I feel like are still kind of weary to like really criticize the Fed. And I think it's just because it's so like ingrained in everything. Like it says it's tentacles and all the parts of the economy that if you were to just kind of like get rid of it people kind of have to like it kind of well there would be a collapse i think it'd be kind of maybe a healthy collapse because then we can kind of it would have to the economy would just be restructured in a different way but i think so i think they get kind of weary about the idea of things going bad if something happens to the fed you know what i mean i don't know if that makes sense what i'm trying to say but I think they're kind of weird to like heavily criticize the Fed. We'll find, we'll see if we can find one though. And we'll ask all the questions. Okay, I'm looking at a few. But yeah, ask com, contact your uh, your professor and uh, and uh, see see what we can do. All right, we'll do. I'll reach out to a few people as well. But um, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, finish this episode. Um, I hope people are listening. I mean, there was no structure. There was really nothing. We really didn't talk about anything. At the end of all of this, we got nowhere. Ain't that the truth? Hmm. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Can I share one more quote from the Fed? Please do. If there were no debts in our in our money system, there would there wouldn't be any money. If there were no debts in our money system, there wouldn't be any money. That makes sense because what money represents is an IOU, right? It's just like, yeah, here is a note. Here's a piece of paper that is an IOU that we're just passing around. And, and kind of, and not to like keep dragging this out anymore. There's actually more, every dollar created is, like you said, it's an IOU, so it's all built on debt. So there's more debt than there is actual dollars because all that debt also has like interest, basically, or something, from what I understand. So does that mean currency is a depreciating asset in and of itself? Whoa. Sure. So we're using a depreciating asset because like 50 years ago, the dollar was actually worth something. 
now you can't find anything for a dollar. Hey, we saw dollar stores. Yeah, but like what in there is actually (laughs) worth a dollar that you want to take home? They have weird... You can buy army men. There's like knickknacks. Yeah, nothing substantial comes from dollars for that, for sure. But like you can buy an appreciating asset with a depreciating asset. Think about that. Whoa. Okay. Well, we've finally gotten to the Joe Rogan stage of this, this, this conversation. (laughs) Oh man. You, you talk to your professor. See when, is it a he or a she? It's a he. It's a he. Yeah. Okay, he find out when he's available and we'll have him on. All right, we'll do. We'll have to do it not at ten thirty though. <laughs> he probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're right. Probably wouldn't appreciate that. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Do you have any words of wisdom for us, Brett? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Okay, that. <laughs> So what you're telling me is always be the person that complains. Uh, yes. That's horrible advice. Anyway, everyone, <laughs> don't take that advice. Solve your own problems. Have a good night. Or day. Whatever time of day you're listening to this, have a good one. Amen. <laughs>